Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. There's a touch of madness around here. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Any sports show or hosts can make predictions, but these guys keep a record of theirs. Gentlemen, we are keeping score. Believing in their prognosticating abilities so much. Listen now as Phil, Judd, and Dave write that down. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. Write that down. All right. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Write that down. Now, Phil missed a week ago, Doogie, and so he's missing today. So we had Phil give us his three write-that-downs for this week yesterday, in which we also went through our accountability session, which I think was very friendly to Dave and not so much to Phil and myself. Yeah, funny how that works. Yeah, I know. Funny, I'm just brilliant. I guess that's all that means. I pay attention. Oh, yeah. Dave's brilliance is off the charts. Just because I make good predictions doesn't mean you have to rip me for it, Dukes. Oh, go right ahead, Doogie. I have no problem with that. I don't even know what he predicted. I need to know what he predicted first. What did you predict? Uh, gems. I don't remember. Either. You got some world. You got a World Cup one right. I think you got a you got a parlay of some sort right. On I something. predicted that Phil would lose money in the Vegas sports book. That was a single. But only- I predicted Tiger would miss the cut at the U.S. Open. That was pretty good. Yeah. It was so easy. No, it was extra bases. You even said that was a double, yeah, which for predicted. a regular person would except, be a home run. Except our two, except our two guys on the show between Phil and Max were predicting he'd basically win the damn tournament. Well, so that's because they're still blinded by Tiger nineteen ninety eight. Get over it. I know. So as we did last week with Murph Doogie, we'll start with you as the guest selector for it. Write that down. Then we'll go to Dave and then through me as we each give three predictions about things that are sure. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. To happen. So you want me to give all three or so just no, one at no, a time? I want, you to give, I want you to give your first one, then Dave will give his first one, and we will work our way around the room for three different, so you just give one right now. All right, the Wolves need to hire an assistant coach right after the Rick Brunson fiasco. Uh-huh. There's been no buzz, right? I'm no, here right. to tell you that I predict... That John Lucas III will get elevated to front of the bench. He is now some sort of developmental coach. I love this new phrase. He gets the Becky Hammond gig. Yeah, I love I love this. Yeah. I've never heard this until Becky got promoted. You now get it's like you're a chef. Uh, by <laughs> the way, the little front of the house, the back of the house. Hey, we're taking you off toast. You're doing eggs. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> Big step up. Uh, Lucas III, by the way, is a Bernie Lee guy. Bernie Lee is Jimmy Butler's agent. It's all one happy circle of Bernie Lee, John Lucas III, Jimmy Butler, and Tom Thibodeau. So my prediction is John Lucas III 
at some point. Maybe it's August, September, maybe it's in the next it few weeks. It doesn't matter if it happens, it happens. He will become an assistant coach with the Wolves. Write this down. All right, Dave. The Twins will continue this maddening season after losing two of three in Chicago to the White Sox. They will win two of three in Chicago over the Cubs this weekend. Write it down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Really? Yes. You got Barrios going today. It's a favorable matchup today. Yeah, who's going the The Cubs were out west. I just, I like the matchup today. So, let's say the Twins win today. Then you need to win Saturday or Sunday. They see, what, John Lester? Lester on Sunday against Lance Lynn. Alberto Mejia makes the debut Saturday. Yeah, but he's been good. And is it Chatwood for the Cubs? I believe that's right. Yeah, because... uh, The Twins had a bunch of interest in. Darvish, I think. I don't think he's been that good. I think they originally thought Darvish might come back and start on Saturday, but his arm uh, gave him some problems. That's right. That's why it was TBD. Actually, I don't know know how Chatwood's doing this year. That's the one... I should look. Of all the things that has gone wrong for the Twins this year, that's the one thing that went right, that they didn't get him. The Darvish Darvish thing in Chicago has been a complete disaster. He was terrible, and then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So of all the stuff that's gone wrong for the Twins, that's the actually one thing that's I mean, that right. goes back to the idea that regardless of who the free agent pitcher is, yep. if he's 30, 31, you just don't give him five years, 100 million, or that's, even three years, 75 million. Like I, just, well, three I was years curious be- to see how Jake Arrieta is doing for the Phillies because we have Chris Singleton on from ESPN next hour. Yep. So I was looking if there's a talker. If you Google Jake Arrieta right now, the first three stories that pop up are pretty much what is wrong with Jake Arrieta? He signed for big money. All it's those just guys it's that a mistake. Late have you struggled. need to develop pitchers, not sign guys into their thirties at twenty five million a year. Okay, my write this down. First write this down for this week will be this. MLB will institute some sort of illegal defense rule to limit shifts for 2019. So they will do something that will, and I'm not saying that they will end the ability to play in different places, but I think the over-exaggeration that we're seeing right now, they are going to limit that. So there's going to be some new rule put in during the offseason that is going to curtail your ability to do full shifts where you have consistently with two strikes, the third baseman going from his position to the right side of the infield where the Houston Astros are starting to put on a regular basis at times, it seems like the third baseman in left field. So MLB will have some sort of illegal defense rule to limit the shift for 2019. Write this down. All right, Doogie, what's your next one? All right, this might be more like a single or a double, not necessarily a home run, but I think it creates a talker for at least a minute or two. Paul Martin, Elk River native, will have an opportunity to finish his career with the hometown wild. Doesn't mean he will sign here. He might have multiple offers on the table. But how are we going to quantify that then? Well, that's what I'm saying. It might just be a single or a double. We We can find out. I'll find out. Let's say he let's say he signs back with the Penguins. Forgive me for not completely trusting you, but you I'm just telling you, I'll say, find yeah. out if the Wild made an offer. But I will I will make that prediction right now. I'll write that down that the he's Wild will make Paul Martin an offer. He's near, he's near the end of the career, right? Yeah, he's thirty seven. I think he's about my age. Yeah, thirty seven, maybe. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, David. Seems like the uh, well, the vast majority of Vikings fans say, "All right, now that you have Daniel Hunter locked up, Stefan Diggs is your next priority." Vikings fans get their wish. It will happen before 
the Vikings report to Egan for training camp. Stefan Diggs will have a contract extension. How much? Write this down. A lot. <laughs> he doesn't need to divulge that. I mean, do you want me to get into if guaranteed he, money, gave, yeah, I do, incentives? Yeah. If he gives yeah. you contract yeah, that, details, that's a home that's run. That's your home run, yes. Otherwise, it's not a home run. I, I don't care if I'm, I'm slap hitting singles. Let's go here. Get on base. <laughs> Billy Bean. All right. Droogie, by the way, on base four times last night in Golden Valley oh, Little League. By the Hits, way, airs, walks. What are we talking? Can we? Can we? Two singles, a walk, and he was hold hit on, by a on. pitch in the helmet. Oh, it survived. No, no. Yes. Did he cry? Yeah. We no, no, the, no. I mean, can we're we a kids quickly, pitch with can eight we, year olds. Wait, 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 wait. Can we quickly they touch? Throw that hard. Can we quickly touch on the tweet that you put out on NBA draft night? When Droogie had a seemingly a really good game, but dropped a routine pop up, he did. And his dad tweeted that he dropped the pop up. Yeah. Oh no, you ripped him. Oh, yeah, he well, did. sort of. I complimented him because he reached base multiple times, and he's been doing a good job pitching as a seven year old playing with a bunch of eight and nine year olds. But, but yeah, he's playing shortstop, <laughs> routine play. Now he will he's defend Stephen himself. A. Smithed him. However, he will defend himself, saying that both the third baseman and pitcher were in his way. It was Arkansas-esque, where three players ran toward the ball, even though it was his ball. He said, I got it, but the third baseman and the pitcher got in his way, and he dropped it. Was the wife mad that you tweeted that out? And ripped no, him. No, she, well, you're giving her far too much credit. You think she's on Twitter? I mean, no. So no, she, she did not. Out. No, no, she didn't find out. How about that, Dave? What's, what's more likely, she's on Twitter or she cares what Doogie says? Yeah, but it's her kid. That's the difference. Good point. Uh, he ripped her kid. All right. He was like great last now. night, though. I'm telling you, on base four times, he faced four hitters as a pitcher, struck out three, walked the other him. kid. Yeah, oh, That's bad for baseball. Yeah, he gets his we talent need, from his mom. We need contact. We need balls in play. Through in the game. My second write that down. LeBron James and Paul George are going to sign with the Lakers. LeBron James will end up with the Lakers, and so will Paul George. I don't think San Antonio is necessarily going to trade Kawhi there. They don't have a lot of incentive to. And to your point, Dukes, unless they get absolutely blown away uh, by what the Lakers offer, I think there's a more likely chance that it's a package of James and George to the Lakers. I I mean, James, certainly, I mean, I'm telling you, I think it's down to the Lakers and the Cavs, so that's a 50-50. Yep. On Paul George, we found out a couple days ago that he's doing some sort of documentary. Is it ESPN that will air the documentary? Do you do a documentary if you're simply re-signing with Oklahoma City? No. I mean, I suppose maybe there's a chance. No, I don't think he does that. But yeah, I'm just trying to connect some logical dots. Yep. I think you do the documentary if you're leaving, especially if you're going to a big market like L.A. So yeah, I absolutely could see that, even though... A lot of the national steam is George is re-signing with Oklahoma City. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan. All right, give us your third. Write that down. All right, it's my opportunity to talk Drookie Gophers. Drookie will drop a pop-up in his next game, but strike out three. <laughs> uh, we work on it every day in the front yard. I promise. You I'm like, like I'm TK. like Marinovich's dad. Your TK. <laughs> Good morning, America. You get him. You get him up at the crack of dawn, and you take him on the front uh, yard and drill baseballs at Port Droogie. Uh, he loves it though. He's <laughs> he's baseball obsessed. So did Marinovich. Other I'm kids sure. his age watch like Paw Patrol, some other cartoon. He wakes up watching MLB Network. And trust me, Dad has nothing to do with that. And maybe a little bit. All right, here's my third. Write it down. It's my opportunity to talk Gophers men's basketball. They are after graduate transfer from the University of North Dakota 
former D. La Salle high school star Gino Crandall. Although at D. La Salle, he played with Reed Travis, Jarvis Johnson, Sakara Nam, who's now at Marquette. I believe Gonar Mar, who's now at George Mason, might have been on that team, even though he's a couple years younger. That was a loaded D. La Salle team. Mm-hmm. So Crandall was lost in the mix. But last year at North Dakota, averaged nearly 17 points a game. He's like a 42% three-point shooter. He led the big sky in steals. He is a legitimate player. He just visited Xavier last weekend. He visited the Gophers yesterday. And he's been over on campus a bunch playing pickup with Amir Coffee and some other Gophers players. He's been over on campus like 10 times in the last few weeks. He will visit Gonzaga this weekend. So who knows how that visit will go. I will bet that he actually tells the Gophers no. Now I hope I'm wrong. I want him to be a Gopher. So you're right. This in. kid's not. Going I'm just going to gonna play. I'm going to play the percent chance game that he told me he really enjoyed the Xavier visit. Now he told me he enjoyed the Gophers visit. He watched film with Patino. They talked depth chart. He had lunch with Patino. He has a good relationship with Patino. He is really close to Jarvis Johnson. He's friends with Amir Coffee. So a lot of people listening will say especially after maybe they heard Crandall on my podcast or they've heard him some other places or seen some of the quotes in the Star Tribune or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are saying, oh, it's a foregone conclusion. Crandall will be a gopher. I mean, he's talking about, it's my dream to play at Williams Arena. I grew up in my driveway with the big M on my driveway pretending like I was playing at Williams Arena. Like, why wouldn't he want to finish his collegiate career at the University of Minnesota? Mm-hmm. But I'm just telling you, he told me he liked Xavier. Gonzaga is a Final Four contender. Now, I don't know how he would fit in there. So I will play the percent chance game that he told me he likes Xavier. Mm -hmm. I think the visit to Gonzaga will go well this weekend. So I've got two of the three. I mean, it's down to those three. Gopher, Xavier, Gonzaga. So I will play the percent chance game. I'll take the 66.3% chance that he picks Xavier or Gonzaga so turns down the hometown so he's not coming here is what you're saying. Yes, and that decision will come, he told me, early next week. He'd like to make the decision before the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. So he'll get back into town sometime Sunday after the Gonzaga visit. So presumably he makes his decision Monday or Tuesday. But I'm just telling you, I hope because I love the kid. And I think he would step in. I'd love to see him and Brock Stahl in the backcourt starting next year with McBrayer and happening. Washington off the bench. But it's I'm just telling happening. you, I'll play the percent chances right. here that he tells the Gophers no. Write that down. I'm recording this. Hang on. That was a lot of words. Prediction well, is he will not go to the Gophers, yes. or in addition, that he will go to either Xavier or, and I can't remember the other school you just mentioned. I don't know where he's going. Okay. I'm he's just playing no the Gophers. percent Gonzaga. chance here that he tells the Gophers, the hometown team, because everybody thinks he's going to the Gophers. And I'm telling you, I hope, Dave, that I'm wrong on this okay. one. And I don't know because I don't know how Gonzaga is going to go this weekend. I'm just maybe sure he hates Gonzaga. Making sure you're also not swinging for the fences by predicting this. No, he will it's go to. yeah, no, it's and it's not a swing Make for the fences. But it was it was an opportunity to talk about Gino Crandall, who I think deserves some love. So I will predict that he tells the Gophers no. All right, final write that down for me. It may seem like a single when I say it because you know it, it's the reputation. This is what happens. But I just checked; they've played six times this year and only approached four hours once. That being the Yankees and Red Sox, they will play a regulation nine inning game this weekend that hits the four hour mark or goes over. Mm. Write this down. Sounds like enthralling baseball, dude. Ah, it always is, isn't it? All right, my last one for this week. Uh, John Tavares. 
uh, reportedly is down to the Sharks or Maple Leafs. He is the biggest free agent available in the National Hockey League, and he can uh, agree to terms and sign starting at 11 a.m. on Sunday. John Tavares, David, will sign with the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right. So he will sign. He will leave the Islanders. He will spurn the Sharks. I think he's already told a few teams, including the Dallas Stars, no. He will join the Toronto Maple Leafs because if you win a Stanley Cup in Toronto, you will be a hero beyond belief. They have not Mm -hmm. been to the Stanley Cup since 1967. Uh, Let's come back and discuss uh, something that David brought up in Write That Down. Stefan Diggs. The Vikings are down to two choices, basically, on uh, long-term contracts with Anthony Barr and Diggs. If they could only pick one, whom should they pick? We'll talk about it next. Mackie and Judd, Doogie in for Phil. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. Happy? Yeah, happy. On 1500 ESPN. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd are back. Are we ready? Let's get it on. On 1500 ESPN. Thank you, David Harrigan. So, Dukes, this week the news came out that uh, the Vikings had signed, as they often do, defensive end Daniil Hunter to a five-year contract extension worth a reported $72 million, including $40 million guaranteed. And this kept up something that the Vikings have done a really good job of since the Wilfs bought the team, which is on second contracts, getting to players before they, they hit the open market, probably a year out, and signing them to extensions. The Vikings do a really good job of that. Um, and so now this this list of players who were going to be upcoming free agents has been cut down to really two key players at this point, Anthony Barr and Stefan Diggs. And as Dave just uh, predicted and write that down, he thinks that Diggs will sign a contract extension in a training camp. I find this to be intriguing based on this, though. When it comes to Hunter and play and a lot of players, I think the Vikings go with a very smart strategy of we're going to give you life-altering, long-term, really good money, but we're not going to break the bank. Like what we sign you to is not going to cause an, oh my God, they just reset the, the, the market. Now with Cousins, it's different, but with their own players, they do a really good job of offering very fair deals. Diggs and Bar to me, strike me as the type of guys who very might, and in Diggs' case, deserve huge money. Diggs is a wide receiver. Those guys are now getting paid across the board really, really big cash. And so I wrote a column for our uh, our site yesterday at 1500ESPN.com saying, if you could pick one of the two, which one would you pick? And I said Diggs based on this. Anthony Barr is a guy who's had some nice games and some nice years. But since he was the uh, first-round pick of the Vikings, I think in 2014, Anthony Barr has been a guy who we also talk about a lot on potential. If they do this with him, he's going to be great. If they do that. And I wouldn't say that he's ever had a true breakout. Oh my gosh, he's now a fantastic player. I think he's a good player. Diggs to me has. He's a fifth-round pick. But but we saw in this town a long time post-Moss where your receivers, except for Percy, weren't that good. I think if I had to choose... I would put my faith in a defense that already is very solid and is coordinated by a head coach who's, for the most part, a defensive savant. I would put my faith in that and say, losing bar might hurt, but I don't think it cripples us. You just signed Cousins to a huge contract. Do you really want a potentially key part of that offense to walk? And 
And my answer to that is, no, I don't. Yeah, I mean, Diggs is the answer for me as well. If you're asking me Diggs or Barr, you can only choose one. Give me Diggs. Now, another tentacle to this equation is Adam Thielen needs more money a year from now. Won't happen now, but his camp will go to the Vikings a year from now and say, hey, it's time to pay him a lot more money. Like, that is one of the most team-friendly deals in the NFL based on performance. So they need to pay Adam Thielen a lot of money moving forward, too. But it's Stephon Diggs. The question is, how much do you offer him? Because in many ways, Jarvis Landry, who was traded by the Dolphins to the Browns, reset the market. Look Mm -hmm. at the money he got about, what, two months ago. Mm -hmm. Was it nearly $48 million guaranteed? 34 guaranteed and an average salary of 15.1 million per. But is it 48 over the first two or oh, three years? It might be, yeah. I mean, in many ways, I mean, Jarvis Landry these is a good player. Yep. Is he a great player, though? And I think in many ways that Jarvis Landry contract might be why Julio Jones. I mean, Julio has to be saying, Are you bleeping kidding me? I'm five times better than Jarvis Landry. Come on, Atlanta, pay me. So didn't he skip? Did he skip OTAs and minicamp? Or was it just one? I mean, Julio Jones, I know, is angling for more money. So my question is, if you're Stefan Diggs' agent, how much do you ask for? And you have to think about it. I mean, it's not like Diggs is living check to check, but as a fifth-round pick... He's making $1.9 million It's not like he's season. breaking the bank. So if you give him $38 million in guaranteed money, or $40 million, is that good enough? If you offer him what you just offered Daniil Hunter and he took it, is that fair? Is that a fair offer? If you're Stefan Diggs, would you take that? Here's the other part. The number for a wide receiver on the franchise tag in 2019 is going to be absurd. Now, I've said for a long time, you could always use the franchise tag on Diggs, but does that make logical sense? So if you play this thing out, if you don't sign him, but you want to keep him, for the additional year, would you put the franchise tag on Diggs when that number is what about seventeen or eighteen million dollars? And this team, the franchise tag number on a wide receiver in twenty nineteen is going to be nuts. Is going to be through the roof. The franchise tag Doogie came in in ninety three. The Vikings have used it twice, only twice, and so this is the one. And this is why I think Diggs and Barr both want theirs. And in Diggs's case, I don't blame him. Uh, but it's going to be nuts. It's going to be ridiculously expensive. But the question becomes this. If you say to Diggs, okay, you know what? That's too, that's too much. You can walk. Well, Thielen now is less effective. Those two together are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I would just have the faith, unless you're going to franchise Barr, I would just have. See, I don't think so. Yeah, and that number is going to be absurd too. And I would have the faith that Zimmer, with that defense, and that defense has some great parts. I mean, mm-hmm. Harrison Smith, Xavier Rhodes, Linval Joseph, the defensive ends. I would think that if you lose Bar, it might hurt, but it doesn't cripple you. If you go to Opening Day 2019, and now you've got Thielen and I don't know, take your pick as as your starting receivers. And now Cousins is less effective. The, this offense is made potentially very, very effective by the fact that that teams have to sort of pick their poison when, when it comes to the uh, receivers. And it's been a long time in this town since that's been the case. That's why I land on Diggs. And if I can keep Bar, great. But if I feel that, that I ultimately have to make a decision between those two, 
it actually it's difficult, but I can do it. Now, in general terms, I mean, just on the surface, how valuable is an outside linebacker? Now, we saw it at times in OTAs and in minicamp. It looks like the Vikings are experimenting using bar in different ways. And this is what I've always said. Pass rushing defensive end, hand on the ground. And I've said this before. I I think part of their pitch to Michael Kendricks, who told them no, but part of the pitch to Michael Kendricks was, hey, Michael, if you come here, you're just not a first and second down linebacker. Like, we'll find ways to put you on the field in nickel situations. And you know that Eric Kendricks is going to be on the field in nickel situations. So what did that mean? I think part of that equation was Anthony Barr might line up as as a pass-rushing defensive end. Yes. So I don't know how often we'll see that, but they have started to experiment with that. Mm-hmm. So does that add value? But I'm just saying on the surface, really, how valuable is an outside linebacker in a 4-3 scheme? Now, the funny thing about that is if they do that, there's the potential that Barr is going to, to go through the roof as far as his ask. Because I've always said, I think he, to me, looks like a guy who, if you got creative, could be very effective. Oh, he's a but, freak of an athlete. But if you do that, and, and he's as effective as we think he might be, his potential contract's going to go from being a, a lot already to more. But then I also come back to the fact that if you do that and get the most from him, and he comes back to you and says, okay, I excelled, I, I had my hand down on X percent of the plays, I lined up at linebacker on X percent, and now I want this, and it's him versus Diggs, and and salary cap wise, you're starting to get a little bit strapped here. I still say to myself, I want Diggs. I still want Diggs too. Now let me toss this out. Does this matter at all? Anthony Barr is represented by Athletes First. The Vikings have an excellent relationship with that agency: Harrison Smith, Kyle Rudolph, Everson Griffin, others over the years. Mm-hmm. So, Athletes First loves the Vikings. The Vikings love Athletes First. Does that matter? And I'll even answer my own question to a degree. I don't think it does. I, I think, think I think they look no. at Anthony Barr and say, you know what? If he hits the open market, yes. he is going to break the bank. Yes. It's okay if he hits the open market. Harrison now that Smith. he's got the insurance policy, he's making $12 million this year. I think Athletes First is saying, you know what? If Barr hits the market next March, yeah. That is plenty fine. Harrison Smith also strikes me as the type of guy who probably went to his agency and said, I want to stay there. Mm -hmm. Anthony Barr strikes me as the type of guy who goes to them and says, I want to get paid. And so I think the difference is is the approach of the client. I I don't see Barr saying, I love it there, I'll just take a deal. I see Smith saying, if it's fair, I'll do it. I see Barr saying... I can. I might be able to break the bank here, and I think it's easier to do that when you're making twelve million in the final year of your deal. Like I think Daniel Hunter went to his agent and said, "Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to take a little bit less than I could make on the open market." Like the instant reaction from a couple agents, including one who's very much got a vested interest in these Vikings extensions, was, "I can't believe Daniel Hunter took that deal." Now I get it if you're Daniel. But that, that is life-changing money. You were a third-round pick. But that comes back to my point. So you haven't made a ton of money. But You've got that long-term security. It is fair. It's a fair offer. But I'm just telling you, if he somehow had hit the open market, sure. well, and Zay- what would the franchise tag be for him? Xavier Rhodes. So if he had hit the open market, yeah, Xavier Rhodes too. Those guys Perfect would have example. gotten a lot more money than they got to stay here. David, what's coming up next in stuff that we should know about? We have to re- uh, recap something World Cup-related that we touched on yesterday. 
Going back to a rant from a football player back in September, we have some explanation we need to get to, and we'll see if you guys can get LeBron to Target Center. Sit tight. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. We'll be back in the game before you know it. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Phil Mackie, Judd Zolgad. Dripping in sex appeal. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. That stuff you should know about is sponsored by Jersey Mike's Subs. The sub above difference is substantial. After all, the giant got its name for a reason. It ain't little. Jersey Mike's be a sub above. Hit it, Judd! Twin City sports fans are chanting for right now. Mackie and Judd continue with stuff you should know about. All right, Dave Harrigan, let's get right to it. Yeah, well, let's start with this. It led the show yesterday, opening bell. It's only fair that uh, we get to what was the finale. Up his 10th strikeout, and the Beavers are on top of the college baseball world again. The Beavers! It Oklahoma was, State. How predictable was that? After the comeback in game two? Well, once the ball dropped, and, shut out. and Oregon State came back and won that game, how predictable. You knew that those guys would be completely mind bleeped, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they were going to be, and I still don't understand how that ball drops. I still do not understand how when guys play Division One, Droogie would have caught that ball. No, no, he probably would have let it drop. But well, the second baseman over Division One baseball, catch the so, bleeping ball. So who should catch that ball, the right fielder or second baseman? I thought the second baseman should have had it. The, the second baseman literally overran it. Correct. It fell behind him. I mean, it's the right fielder's ball if he can get to it, but... You know, here's the one thing. Gets the ball, like Doogie said. The one thing that I come away with about college baseball is, my God, could those games take any longer? Uh, yeah, they are. I, you know, I thought the big leagues were bad. Those games, that game in which the kids dropped the ball or didn't catch the ball, that game started an hour before the Twins, and I think was going after the Twins and White Sox got done. I mean, come on, you can't ask me to watch that much baseball. I mean, what's funny is now ESPN long? left open. The move to ESPN two, but that ESPN scheduled these games to go only three hours because they had Cubs Dodgers on yeah. the last three nights, or maybe it was a different game yesterday. But going back, the first two games they had Cubs Dodgers starting at nine o'clock Central, seven Pacific time. Like there was no chance a college baseball game was going to end in three hours. Woo! Maybe that one needed to cut down to like. Six innings. Let's go here, Kyle. Well, or go to wood bats or forget doing the four-pitch intentional walk. Just let guys go to first base. Yeah, There's probably ways to speed up the college game. I will add this. On Oregon State, the Twins' first-round pick, Trevor Larnick, expect him to sign in the coming days. They don't have an agreement right now. I also expect the deal to come in under slot value. Not significantly under, but under. How about that? A scoop during stuff? Love it. But a deal has not been reached All right. as of this morning. Stuff just got scooped. Ooh, this is exciting. <laughs> uh, we talked about yesterday in the World Cup, the game that was, was yesterday in the afternoon, England versus Belgium, the who wants to lose it more game because they would get the better draw as far as the group of eight. They would then be in the uh, knockout rounds to get to the uh, World Cup tra- championship. Well, Here's how it went. Belgium didn't get the memo. Yannis I, and he takes off the shot, and that is magnificent. And that 
He put him up 1-0. England then had a chance with a uh, guy, I can't remember his first name, Rashford, the last name. He's got a run. He's got the ball in front of him. Nobody in front of him but the goalie. He's got at least half of the net to shoot at from point-blank range. Blagos pass. Vardy, he made that look simple. And Rashford! Not to be for Marcus Rashford. I missed the net. Oh, oh no. I thought he might have fallen down. It happened. Anyway, we caught up with England fans after the <sighs> loss. I'm not really too disappointed with the second because I think we can beat Colombia, but they're probably stronger side. But then after that, you never know. It's one of them. We'll take Colombia, I think. We've got an easier route to the final, and it saved us 100 quid for Moscow to wear yeah. it, what, what, Rostov or whatever it's called. Every so class got that's, that's all I'm bothered about, to be honest. Yeah, saved 100 bucks or whatever the. Is that what he said? I have no idea. Whatever it is. So they're happy because they lost, and the guy who was supposed to miss the net did miss the net, and the only question is, why did the Belgium guy score? Yeah, idiot. They got to be Columbia still, which I guess is... Yeah, I mean, that's where I need some help. I plead stupidity. It's just an easier We need our mutual friend, uh, Chris Long, in here, the soccer expert, but... Like, there's no guarantee that England beats Colombia. Isn't Colombia pretty good? There's not. There's all this talk about how this is great for England. What if they lose to Colombia? You get it, the thing is, if you get through Colombia, at least your next match should be one where you're certainly guaranteed, not guaranteed, but favored to win. Versus if you were the other side of the bracket, there's like six of the teams that are world beaters versus two on the England but side. But aren't so. most above Belgium? So Belgium, do they start with Japan? So they'll be favored in that matchup. Don't go too deep. Now you're isn't now it France, you're, Argentina, Spain Stop it. above? Are you scooping? Stop it! Are you scooping soccer? Oh, <laughs> Stop it, Doogie. Droogie likes enough. the World Cup, so I've been paying a little bit of attention, but not enough. All right, this was back in September, exactly September twenty fourth. Josh Norman, cornerback, Washington football team. They had just beaten the Raiders. He had just shut down Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper. And he had heard they had been doing some chatting, some chattering, uh, some jaw jacking before the game. And he wasn't too happy to hear it. Personally, what was personal? Other than them getting their tails whooped, what was personal? I mean, you know, first first and foremost, you don't come in here and say what you're going to put up on somebody. 200 yards? Did he even catch two balls? You only caught one, huh? So please, whatever you do, do not run your mouth for your wide receiver and you expect to show up on Sundays, because I'm telling you, we are here and we're waiting. Don't come out here and tell me what you're going to do. Show me. we have to run through me to get that. We ain't letting that happen. Well, we now have an explanation of why he was so mad. Yeah. He had a teammate at the time, probably still does, Jonathan Allen, was a rookie last year. He uh, was buddies with Amari Cooper, went to the same school. Let's just say all the things that Cooper and Crabtree, quote, said may not have been said. This was Norman explaining it on the Hashtag Sports podcast. And I really, like, wanted to make sure that they knew, like, please don't come out here and disrespect us before the game even start. And then when Crabtree went at it, it was just, he put gas on top of already burning flyer. Like, literally. Like, I just went at his throat every time he got the ball, and I told him about himself. Something I regularly don't do. <laughs> Bro, what happened? <laughs> like, why did you, like, go off? Like, why you tell him all that stuff? It's like, man, 
we trying to win this game, man. I try to get them fired up because I'm trying to win this game. I don't care what you're talking about. So basically, I found out that he lied to me about the whole thing. So I'm like, he didn't say all that? He was like, nah, man, I just really wanted to win, man. I really want y'all to get out there and go at it. Rookie made up the entire story. That's genius. Absolutely genius. I mean, if he it needed worked. the motivation, I guess. Shouldn't these guys already be motivated? Oh, but you know how it is. I know. You know how yeah, it is. They disrespect you, then you get mad at them, and then you're... But a rookie did that. Yes, that's, a rookie pulled that, the wool over his eyes. That's the headline to me, that it's a rookie brilliant. was able to fool him. All right, let's wrap this up with a little challenge for you boys. Where is LeBron James going to land? For the win, USA Today Sports Blog came up with a little flow chart. One of those things where you get a question, you answer it, and then it gives you another question, and the answer, blah, blah, blah. And eventually, LeBron lands on a team. We're going to see if you can get the guys to the Wolves. Are you ready? Yes. Put your heads together. I'll give you the answer, the uh, questions and the two possible answers, All right. and you'll have to decide. Obviously, the uh, first question is Eastern Conference or West Conference. You choose Western Conference. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Then the question is, do you want to play with an established superstar? Responses are either, duh, that's why I'm leaving Cleveland, I need a little help, or not a big deal to me, a roster of up-and-coming players would be preferable. The duh, the former. All right. All right. Next question. Is playing for a great coach a factor for you? Either I won a championship with Ty Lue, doesn't matter, or it'd be nice to get a little help from the coaches. Oh, I'd go I'd go with the first one. I don't think you're going to get him as a great coach, right? If, right? if we're trying to get him to Minnesota. Well, he's got that USA basketball connection with Tibbs. My hunch is LeBron's got a healthier opinion of Tibbs than a lot of fans do. So I will go the latter. Mm, All right. I need consensus. Okay, that's fine then. Going with Doogie? Keep going. Yep. All right. Yep. Bigger deal, not paying income taxes or being an hour's drive from Napa Valley. Well, we're in, we're at a loss on both. It's those. tough right now, isn't it? Yeah, we're at a loss on both. Yeah, those. we're definitely at a loss on both because he's going to the Lakers. <laughs> I'm not sure what what should be if both those don't work to get him to the Wolves. I, it kind of sounds like you've already blown it, but let's go through the exercise. All right, let's go to the Napa Valley. All one. Right. Yeah. Well, now he's really going. Well, Lakers. are you worried about ruining the NBA? No. I'd take an easy ring, or I'd rather not. Already plenty of criticism. I'd say no. I'm not concerned about sure, it. Sure, that's fine. Because if you're, we already ruined. Because if anyway. you're considering yeah. Butler to be a superstar, right, he's then, a Golden yeah. State Warrior. Way to go, boys. Well, but it makes the but question three or four makes the whole exercise impossible. Correct. Yeah, we, we can't torture, the tax in the Napa Valley. We one. can't yeah. torture that into being Minnesota. Ah, well, you can actually. I got it on my second try. All right, so give it to us. What's the answer where LeBron ends up in Minnesota? I have to remember exactly what I did. Uh, I think you do want to play with an established superstar. Yeah. You don't care about the great coach. Uh, Then the next question was, do you mind playing with another superstar who needs the ball in his hands? I think I said I'd rather not. Might help if you recall what oh, you no, said. No, I here. blew that one. Yeah, I, it's a lot of lot of questions, a lot of answers. Well, the problem you is, here, then? the thing is, it's a lot. It's very difficult to get them to Minnesota, and you two couldn't even do it. Shame on you, the professionals. Here. <laughs> you know what? That that's the key today. Today, the state says no more state income tax. It's done in Minnesota. That's what we need, right? Because if we do that, let's put up some tolls. Let's put up some tolls. Get rid of. Go to gambling, get gambling, approve that today, 
State income tax gone. Now mm. we can torture this into getting us LeBron. <laughs> and we become Hollywood friendly. We've already got the great schools for Bronny Jr., so we're good there. We do. We got we great schools We need to make some there. more money or mm-hmm. make some more movies. All right. Uh, questions of significant importance. Uh, Chris Singleton and Bobby Marks, ESPN, NBA Insider still to come. Mackie and Judd, Doogie in for Phil. Sit tight. The Mackie and Judd show will continue in a moment. No! No! Oh no. <laughs> now! I need it now! Yes! I can't wait! Mackie and Judd. On 1500 ESPN. Phil Mackie, Judd Zolgad. It's one of the funniest things that ever happened in sports. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Ever dream of playing at U.S. Bank Stadium? Now's your chance. Sign your team up now to participate in United Health Group's Touch of Football Flag Football Tournament. It's coming Saturday, September 8th. Flag Football team will take over U.S. Bank Stadium for this one-day six-on-six tournament. It's all to raise money for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Team spots are limited. Get signed up now. Details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. Well, boys, since I got back from Boston, I've been to the health club three consecutive days. Good for you. So there's a chance I might sign up for that. There's a chance. Hey, you're welcome on the squad. I've been on the treadmill again. I've been on the treadmill. I, I'm not not saying that I'm back to where I was a couple of years ago, but I'm at least working out again. Dukes, want to play? Is there like visual proof? Do we have? It's me walking on a treadmill really fast. That you just didn't go and go sit in the hot tub. You did actual. Okay. If Whether you, it was on the treadmill, whatever you did, lifting weights, you, you did actual exercise. If you know me well, you, you know that I would never go to a public place and sit in the hot tub because that would call for me to, to remove my shirt, which I won't do in public. Yeah. So I would not do that. Okay. So, no, I've actually been, and I think I've gone, I've staggered it between a half hour walking fast. Not, I'm not back to jogging yet, so I'm just walking fast. I've staggered it between half hour and 40 minutes so far for the past three days. So I could, there's a chance I could take part in this. You should go outside and do it this week. You get that good sweat on. Oh, Ooh. no. No, no, there's no way. <laughs> there is no way I'm going out in 100. What, what's the heat index supposed to be? 103? I think, I think today, might, like 101, yeah. 102. Now, the gym you go to, does it have a basketball court? L.A. Fitness in St. Louis Park, I think, does They have, would. Yes. Do okay, L.A. Fitness. I wasn't court. sure if you were a Snap Fitness guy or where you go. No. Okay, so you're LA an L.A. Fitness, fitness guy. Yeah. All right. I can't, but I can't shoot if people are there. But, I mean, that's good exercise. Well, <laughs> you I mean, can't depending on what time you go. <laughs> Here's my advice. You're up early anyway, <laughs> right? Sure. Why not go at 5 in the morning? Go early, then come in here and do radio. At 5 in the morning, I can promise you the court is you wide open. I think I'm really going to get up at 5? I get up at 6. You get up early enough anyway. Why not get it out of the way? You can run up and down the court. That's good movement or jog or walk fast. Dude, yeah, I have no interest While simultaneously in up. jacking up three-pointers. I so you can va- get to the point of making one out of 27. I value my sleep. I don't want to get up at 5. Go to bed an hour earlier. No, this sounds like no fun at all. <laughs> well, Plus, I can't go to sleep. If I went to bed an hour earlier, I'd be getting in bed around like 9. Well, I'm trying to solve the Rubik's Cube known as you being unable to make one out of 27 three-point attempts. It has been a long time since I shot. <laughs> that's the that's the Rubik's Cube. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm trying to get in shape again here. You should be very proud. I am proud. And I might be able to take part in Dave's, uh, Dave's deal at uh, the stadium. I'm captaining the team. Intern Max is already set to be our quarterback, so we'll have a couple, you know, unnecessary interceptions, I'm sure. But other than that, we should be good to go. Ball, Duke, skipped, off play? The, ball skipped off the turf. Oh, by yeah. What's the Max? date? Uh, Saturday, September 8th. 
Saturday, September 8th. This is the day before the Vikings kick it off. Yeah, September 9th, Vikings Niners. Yeah, maybe. Absolutely. You're in. We got a 15 yeah. well, I mean, ESPN team. Pencil me in, but yeah. No, no, you're in. You're yeah, locked Drew, in. Drew, he's probably got false soccer, but yeah. I can probably <laughs> carve out Are you going to take to Twitter to rip him? <laughs> no. No, I mean, I should go to Twitter and rip him just for the idea of playing soccer, but I won't. Did you find a way, Dave Harrigan, to get LeBron James to to the Wolves after Figured we failed out. miserably? Figured it out. Yep. And this not only, uh, well, I would say this shows sort of what the national perception of the Wolves might just be, too. It's very interesting because he obviously you start and put it in the Western Conference. The question, do you want to play with an established superstar? You answer, that's not a big deal. All right. So they're kind of assuming what oh. Jimmy and... Carl are not established established superstars. Okay, is playing for a good coach a factor for you? You say yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you mind going to a rebuilding team? Yes or no? The answer is I do not have time for a rebuild. I'm 33, so no. And then, uh, would you rather team up with an up and coming wing or an up and coming big man? Obviously, the big man. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there he is. LeBron so wait, wearing the blue and fluorescent green of the Minnesota Timberwolves. So you're not asked the income tax question in this scenario? No, it switches off depending oh. on your scenario because I'm sure at that point you're locked into like one, two, three so teams we start, left to choose So from. we started off wrong. Because I think, I think once you said established superstar, okay. then you took the Wolves out of the running, yeah. All right. See, yeah, that's bogus, though. I agree. They have a superstar. They have two superstars. But they're not in many considering ways. Butler to be a superstar. Well, they're I saying disagree. Butler's, uh, He's a top ten two way guy. Call for the win. So how do you define superstar? Well, call for the win. I'm just telling you. By the way, are you guys Nate Silver guys? Nate Silver. Does yeah. He still do ESPN stuff. Yeah. He concocted some elaborate equation that says LeBron's chances of a title are best if he goes to like two or three teams, and the Wolves are one of the two or three. And I'm trying to find the tweet, and I can't find it. I'm inept. I can't find it. But bottom line, I saw it a few hours ago. Nate Silver says, if LeBron comes here, he's got as good a chance as anywhere else, maybe outside of Philadelphia, of winning a title. Except he doesn't. I think that's excluding the Warriors and Rockets. I think that's excluding the In LeBron's defense, he doesn't want to get yelled at. Yeah, well. The other interesting... Shoot, I can't find it. Darn it! The interesting thing, Dukes, about this as well is that when LeBron went from the Cavs to the Heat and the decision, he was such a bad guy. Now, I don't think anybody on this planet is going to blame him. If he goes, I don't care where he goes, I don't care to what team he goes, I don't care if he calls Jim Gray today and says, Jim, let's get the band back together and let's go on whatever. I don't think anybody's going to say, that's a terrible thing. LeBron did a terrible thing this time. Nor should they. He no, brought a championship he, he to a was, city that was thirsting for one, he, right? Yeah. And, that happened. But it's funny, too, because the decision was such a big deal at that time. That was, what, 2010? 2010-ish? 2009? Yes, the decision yeah. when he went to Miami? The point being... Yeah, sounds about right. The point being is, if he did that now, or if he does that now, I think p- people would be like, oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And even with he was the so televised special though, for that, I don't think now mm. in this climate. I mean, not that he's going to do be that. Taken. I don't think it would be taken the same way at all. Now, Dave, what's coming up in questions? I want a little primer on what to expect from free agency opening in the NBA and NHL this weekend from you, gentlemen. We will give that to you next. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. Happy? Yeah. 
1500 ESPN.